Welcome to Beyond Better, a podcast that explores a simple but profound idea. We all deserve to live lives we love, and that includes our work lives too. I'm Stacey Ennis, an author and longtime location-independent entrepreneur living in Portugal with my family of four. Join me as I talk business, location independence, writing, travel, and so much more, all focused on building a life that is beyond better. Hello, I am so excited to be here with you today with a solo episode, long overdue, I should say. I've had some really fantastic guests on, but I haven't gotten the chance to just jump in and do a solo episode just by myself, nobody else. So I'm excited to be back today. And today I want to talk about your author platform or really about your platform, no matter what you're doing, whether you're running a business or you're starting a thought leadership brand or whatever you're doing, that platform, platform being your yourself, who you are in the in all of the different spheres. What do I mean by that? Well, your platform is your website, includes, I should say, it includes your website, it includes your social media profiles, it includes you, how you show up, it includes speaking engagements that you do, all sorts of aspects of yourself, your digital self, your real self, it all makes up your platform. And I specifically want to target this episode toward people who are creating content, authors, Uh, bloggers, people who are sharing a message. So you're going to hear me talk quite a bit about author platform, but just know that it very much applies to any platform that you're building that is meant to make an impact. Now, I've been thinking a lot about this because I have actually been rebuilding, I, I should say actually completely redoing aspects of my platform. I started my business back in 2009, a long time ago. And of course, over that time, my business has grown and changed. I have redone my website and different visual elements over the years. But the last time I really fully redesigned my website was 2016. And in the world of websites, that's a really long time ago, right? Now, my website previously was good. I was happy with it, especially in 2016 when it was completed. And I actually got a lot of compliments on the website, even even this year, even to this day. But I knew that the content, the visual experience, all of that didn't really reflect my business today, who I am today, the message I have to share today. So I've been going through this process myself. I'm still going through it because when you go through any platform update, there is an ecosystem that you have to update, not just a website. There's social media profiles. There's a lot. So I want to talk a little bit about my process, what I've been through, and then I want to walk you through step-by-step the elements of your author platform or your thought leadership platform, whatever platform you're building. Now, I want to let you know that a lot of what I'm going to talk about today is in a super detailed, extraordinarily valuable guide, which you can get at stacyennis.com slash platform. It's also beautifully designed with my new branding, which makes me very excited. So grab that at stacyennis.com slash platform. So 
let me talk a little bit about some of the elements that I've been going through, and then I'm going to walk through that step-by-step for your own platform. Several months back, I started going through a visual rebrand. What is a visual rebrand or what is a visual, what is a visual branding process? Let's say you're starting from absolute scratch. Well, I have been working with a designer who has been not only amazing as a designer, but also really patient because for me, having been in business so long, having been through so many different phases of business, having this huge vision that I'm working toward, it was really hard for me to to narrow in and say, yes, that's it for my visual brand. Now, the elements of a visual brand include your logo, which is your primary logo mark. So for me, that's simply my name. And then also with a tagline. So I have my my name, I have my tagline, I have different versions now of this logo stacked. So it's Stacy and Ennis underneath and then Stacy Ennis across. And I also went through the process of choosing colors. Now, let me just give a little backstory. I actually have a minor in visual art. I studied visual art in college in my undergrad, but I'm not an experienced designer. So I know what I like and I know what I don't like, and I'm really good at giving feedback, but I'm not great at like choosing stuff on my own. So that's why I say she was patient. We went through so many rounds of colors and I got so much feedback from super helpful, amazing people in my, in my network. And we finally nailed the most beautiful color palette that I love. So that's another element of it. We have the logo, we have the logo and tagline, we have different versions of the logo, and then we have the colors. Another element of my visual rebrand is the emblem. And that's simply for me, it's a circle. It has a script font S and E. So it accompanies my logo or different materials that I produce, whether it's online or print. And then finally, within my visual rebrand process, we also defined fonts. So we have our primary fonts, we have headline fonts, and we have the script font. And I'm also a major font nerd. I actually have created my own font that you can actually type with in the past. This was part of my my studies, and I am obsessed with fonts. So again, to my designer, if you're listening to this, thank you for your patience. I know it took me some time to get to a place where I was really happy with this. And and it was so fun to go through this process and have this visual expression of my brand, of my business, of me. It was really, really exciting, long, and also really powerful. I'm really happy with the end results. So I went through this visual rebrand and at the same time was going through a website redesign. I have a beautiful new website. And any person who's ever gone through any website process will tell you that it's never as straightforward as you think it's going to be. So my operations coordinator and I had this really beautiful timeline for all of these things that would have wrapped up in our in our Asana project a couple months back. But of course, things happen. It's a process. Things break. We had our emails go down at one point. We had things that weren't working correctly. And so we've gone through just a lot of different steps to get this website up and running. And even as I record this, now it's going, this is going to be published a couple few weeks after I record it. As I record this, 
we are fixing things there. You know, we had to hide a couple pages that aren't quite working properly. And so it is a process. So know that if you are building a platform that in, of hopefully actually every platform should include a website. So if you're building a website or you're redesigning it, or you're, you're adding to your existing website to really make it reflect you, your brand, just know that it's going to take longer than you think it is. And this has been true, not just for me, but I actually guide many of my clients through the website development process. I help them with their LinkedIn bios and their about sections and actually sometimes their website content on their websites. And so I've been through a lot of websites and it's always this way. Always. I have yet to come across a website project where nothing broke. Everything was easy. It's just, it is what it is. It's just a process. So be prepared for that. So for me, those have been the major elements. Now, along with that, I'm redoing my email template to match my branding. I'm having new social media templates completed, a LinkedIn banner and um, any other social platforms that have banners that's being completed. So there's basically every visual aspect of my brand needs to be updated. There's a lot more than that, but those are the ones that are coming to mind right now. So let's talk about you and your platform. How do you create an influential author platform or an influential platform period? I'm going to walk you through nine steps. I've shared with you some of my journey, but you have to remember I've been at this for 12 plus years. I've been in business since 2009. And so there's a lot for me when I go through a visual rebrand and a website redesign, I understand my brand and business in a way that you can only understand it from that length of time, right? I, I also am way too close to it. So I have some difficulties that hopefully you won't have if you're starting out. So I'm going to walk you through what I walk my clients and my students through when they are building their platforms, just knowing that my experience may be a bit different than yours just because of the amount of time that I've been at this. So the steps, I'm going to just give you high level and then we'll talk through each of them. And as a reminder, you can get a beautifully designed, newly branded guide at stacyennis.com slash platform. And it's going to give you a lot of details and a lot of resources as well. We're going to walk through vision, core message, your story, your professional story, building a website, stepping up your online presence, speaking, creating regular content, connecting with others, and being consistent. So let's, let's jump into it. Step one is to define your vision. Starting or re recreating like I am, reimagining, reinventing a platform requires you to be really deeply anchored to your vision as an author, as an influencer, as a world impactor, whatever that mission is you're set out to do. You need to be deeply anchored to your why. What's the purpose of spending time on your vision or really making sure that you have a well-crafted vision statement or vision of your life written down? The reason for this is that the road to impact is long. You're going to run into hiccups like, for example, a website that keeps breaking or branding that doesn't quite get 
get it the first time. But if you keep pushing, if you if you're connected to your why, the reason behind what you're doing, what you're doing, you're way more likely to hit, hit that end result of in my in those two examples, getting that visual branding right on, getting that beautiful website launched, and then using those aspects of your platform to make an impact. And when we talk about content, especially, we're going to get there in a little bit. When we talk about content, wow, that is a big, heavy lift. And if you are not deeply connected to your why, you're going to struggle to see this vision through. So I always recommend to anybody that I work with, even very established thought leaders or people who are really on the brink of thought leadership, even if you're just getting started or you've been at it for a long time, really you should be doing a visioning exercise annually and certainly at the start of any platform building project. And I have a free life visioning guide. Any of the resources I mentioned today, you can find at stacyennis.com resources. You can grab that visioning guide there. The next step is to clarify your core message. A core message is really a one to three sentence statement that defines you. It's that clear statement about who you are, what you do, what your impact is in this world. In the platform guide, I have a bunch of examples that you can use to model your own core message off of. And I also have some guidelines on how to create that, some tips on writing your core message. I even have a fill in the blank to get you started. And this core message is really important because every single thing you need do in your platform creation, in your content creation, in your speaking engagements, in your writing, it should all connect back to this core message. It's your core. So spend time on this, get really clear on this. This should be front and center on your website. It should be on your Instagram profile, tightened up a bit to fit the space allowed. It should be the thing that anchors every single thing you do. The great thing is that when you have a really clear core message, everything becomes a bit easier because you have deep clarity. Step three is to write your professional story. So we wrote this core message, right? And then the next step is to write your full professional story. Now, why am I starting with this before we even jump into your website? Well, these two pieces are going to inform everything everything you do. It's going to inform your social media profiles, especially your LinkedIn profile. This professional story you can literally copy and paste into your about section on LinkedIn. And it's also going to live in some shape and form on your website. So there are some spacing limitations on LinkedIn that you'll have to account for. And your website, you might choose to make it a bit more personal. You can take a look at mine as an example, stacyennis.com slash about. I have my main story. And then I have another section that's a bit more about me. It's a bit more about me as a person, my family life, more personal. In the platform guide, I have given you four, a four paragraph structure teaching you how to write that story in a way that is not just, you know, a checklist of all the cool things you've done, but is actually story driven, makes people want to read it, makes people want to follow you, get to know you. Step four is to build or hire someone to build 
a website. Now, I just talked about my own website experience, and building a website takes time, effort, and probably a bit of money. So you can, if you're tech savvy and design savvy, that's important, and you're a good writer, you definitely can create your own website. And what I would encourage you to think about is how can I just get something up? It doesn't have to be perfect. It just needs to be done. And I recommend that you get the minimum viable website completed. If you don't have a website today, get one up. Just get something up and you can always keep working on it. But if you don't have a website, you essentially don't exist. Yeah, you have your social media profiles, but that website is social proof that you are doing the thing that you say you're doing, whether it's you're a multi-published author, you're a keynote speaker, you're an entrepreneur, whatever it is, you need a website. Let me repeat that. You need a website. It's critical. So what are the elements, if you're an author, that you would need on your website? Well, you need your main landing page. This is where you'll have your core message. You'll have strong visuals that really capture the essence of your brand. You need to have a menu in, so that navigation on your website that includes at least one social link. So somewhere people can find you online. You need to have an about page. This is where your professional story lives. If you are a published author, even if you're not, even if you're still in draft phase, but you know that your book will be coming out next year or the following year, you can still have a book page that says coming soon, that has a cover mock-up. You should have that because you can start using that book as a platform builder to show your, as a proof point to show that you are an expert or you're a storyteller, whatever it is. You should at some point add a speaking page. This is not necessary when you're just launching your site, but it should be added at some point as you continue to build. You should have some kind of content. So that could be a blog or a podcast page. You don't have to publish every day, but you should aim to publish new content two to four times a month. Now, again, this doesn't have to be up with your minimum viable website. Okay. This is something you can add. So don't get overwhelmed by what I'm telling you thinking, oh, I have to have all of that before I can even launch. No, not at all. You really just need to have that main page. You need an about page. Ideally, you would have a book page or you know, if you're not a published author yet, you wouldn't need that, I suppose. And a contact page. That's the last piece. Some way for people to get in touch with you. I started out with a very simple website and over time I have continued to build and refine that and level it up as I have leveled up personally and professionally. So don't be overwhelmed at the task. Do your best to get something done. And if you have some budget, hire somebody to help because they're going to shorten that amount of time to get that live and help you create something that you're really excited about. Step five is to step up your online presence. So let's say you've gotten that core message done. You've written your professional story. You've started on your website. This is all really anchored to your vision. Awesome. So what else do you need to do? Well, you need to get a new headshot and not just one picture of you smiling at the camera, 
posed, but actually also some lifestyle shots. So you want to have a bunch of different photos that you can utilize on social media, on your website, or for anything that you have coming up. Now, if you don't have a big budget, don't stress about it. Just focus on getting a couple different headshots that you feel really good about that reflect who you are, that reflect your brand. And then down the road, you can invest in those lifestyle shots that I recommended. Those are candid. They're often in a setting that reflects your brand. They use natural light. You're probably going to change outfits a few times. This is a great investment down the road. If you don't have a lot of money right now, just focus on getting a really great headshot. Another step is to update your LinkedIn profile. So you'll, of course, put in your professional story, but also you need to write a compelling headline on LinkedIn. You need to update your experience section, and I have more details about this in my guide. You need to request recommendations from people. That's a really important piece of your LinkedIn profile. And then ideally, you'll publish some articles on LinkedIn. So when you publish on your blog, you can also publish on LinkedIn. And those native, that's the word that's used if you publish on LinkedIn, it's a native article, that's going to get a lot more traction than just simply sharing a link to your website. Next to really level up is to get consistent on social media. Now, I have talked a lot about my deep, deep dislike for social media. Now, I I actually do enjoy writing social posts and I do enjoy staying up with people that I care about or that I follow, but I don't like social media being integrated into my life. And so as I give you this recommendation, just keep in mind that balance is really important. Consistency is important, but don't feel like you have to show up three to four times a day. Rather, I would focus on quality content a few times per week. So what platform should you use? Well, you should use a platform where your audience or your desired audience is showing up. So if you are a business or leadership author, probably LinkedIn is a great platform for you. If you are a parenting expert, you might show up on Instagram. So think about where your audience is showing up and focus on that. Pick one and be consistent. Don't try to do everything. Don't try to overdo it. Just pick one and be consistent on that platform. Step six is to get out and speak. If you're an author or an aspiring author, even if you don't love speaking, you're going to have to find a love for speaking because it is how you connect with people and how they learn about you and your book. And this is true really for any endeavor that you that you are working working on. So if you're a business owner, speaking engagements are a great way to bring people into your ecosystem to get people potential clients. If you are launching a program, a speaking engagement is an excellent way to build your list. And certainly if you're an author, you really need to be out speaking so that people learn about you and your work and hopefully buy your book and become a lifelong fan. So I would recommend if you are new, even if you're relatively seasoned, think about working with a coach. This is another investment piece. It doesn't have to happen right now, but as you build all these pieces of your platform, consider whether a program or a coach might be the right option 
for you. You can also register with local and national speakers bureaus. Now, the national ones are very selective. They're a bit hard to get into, but local ones, you can definitely get into those with usually minimal requirements. And that will open you up to the speaking scene in your local area and also gives you some validity. You can add that logo to your website usually and potentially even have some opportunities. I have gotten a keynote through a local speakers bureau and I know a lot of people see that as a very good uh, way to, to get some exposure, especially if you're new. Also, when you are speaking, be sure to gather feedback and testimonials so that you can build a speaker page. And I mentioned earlier, building a speaking page on your website is important. It's not necessary right away, but it is important to have that to show that you're a speaker. And you can go to my website and see an example, stacyannis.com slash speaking or just go to the homepage, you can click on speaking, and you'll see an example of how I do it. Go and check out your favorite authors or your favorite entrepreneurs and see what they have on their speaking pages. You'll notice they all have testimonials. They all have descriptions of the speaking that they do. Those are the types of things you'll need to begin working on. What are those topics that you're going to talk about? Gathering what what testimonials can you use to show that you're really excellent at, at what you do? And getting better, developing that skill of speaking. That is a lifelong quest. I can say this from personal experience. I have done tons of workshops. I have done keynotes. I've given a TEDx talk. And yet every single talk is a learning experience. I've worked with a number of people to develop these talks as well. And I learn something from every new person, every coach, every program. So consider this a journey. If you are super uncomfortable with public speaking, don't place judgment on that. Just see it as an area of skill development. Step seven is to create regular content. Content is queen. It's so important. And this is on your website and it's also on your social media profiles. So this is where you need to define three to five main topics of your content and go back to that core message, go to your professional story, think about your brand and define some topics that you are going to regularly create content about. So some examples would be, you know, travel and entrepreneurship. And uh, maybe you also write about accounting. Maybe you're an accountant, but you have a firm and it's location independent. So maybe those are the topics that you write about. They might seem disconnected, but as you write about this content, you'll find ways to weave it in because they're all pieces of your brand. For example, I categorize my blog by terms like writing and authorhood, lifestyle design, business, location independence, creativity, and travel. Yeah, that's a bit more than than the three to five I recommended. But remember, I've been creating content for a long time. Even before I started my business, I was blogging. And so these are categories that have held true for me. And then I look to when I'm creating content, when I'm creating a content calendar. A couple things to remember Keep in mind that people really want to hear from you, especially in your audience. And and I should say want to hear from you, okay? You, not a bland, boring voice. They want to hear your personality come through. They want 
you to show up as your full self. They want you to express your opinions and be vulnerable. Those are what create those those qualities are what create a loyal following. If you show up with, you know, research researcher language and no personality and really fail to connect with your audience, you're not going to build one. As you're launching your book, keep in mind that you are going to amp up content around your book launch if you're an author. If you are a business owner who has a program, same thing around your program launch. You're definitely going to amp up your content. If you are launching a new service in your business, you'll amp up content around that. So there's going to be an ebb and flow of your content where it gets more intense for certain periods, but regardless, it should be consistent, ideally weekly. Do plan ahead and write ahead or record ahead. Here's an example. I'm recording this episode a few weeks before it comes out. In an ideal world, it would be recorded sooner than that. But, you know, I'm not recording this the day it comes out or the day before. I try to do as much as possible a lot of focused content creation. And that allows me to get really into creation mode and create really valuable content in a short period of time. And then it's ready to publish for a month or more. That's actually what I'm doing this week is trying to create a month's worth of content so that you have a lot of value and I'm not having to sit down on Monday and go, hmm, what am I going to write or talk about this week? And then another piece of advice is, especially if you're, if you're struggling with, getting this done, like actually publishing is to get some help. I don't do all of this on my own. I have a small but mighty team, amazing team who helps with every aspect of the things that I do. I do a lot. I'm not going to say that I'm, I'm just like sitting back and, you know, drinking wine while everybody works. I mean, I create all the content. I write all the emails. I do all of that myself. And that's not necessarily true for everyone, but I do create every piece of content on, in my ecosystem. If you are finding yourself getting stuck as I was a couple years back, get help. Because what I've found is that I'm great at creating, but I'm not so great at taking care of all the technical pieces to get it out into the world. So you might hire a part-time virtual assistant, for example, who simply runs your content. They publish your blog posts, they proofread and schedule your email, or maybe they help you with some other things too. But just keep in mind that there is help available. Step eight, join the party. Okay, so... You have to build your community to build your platform. And especially as an author, there there is a wonderful author community out there. The publishing industry is not that big. A lot of us know each other because we're at the same conferences. And you should be there. You should be there and forming those relationships. If you're an author, one conference I personally enjoy is the IBPA Publishing University. There's a link to that in my guide, again, which you can find at stacyennis.com slash platform. You can join also, other than conferences, there are tons, by the way, that's just one, you can join an association. So if you're a nonfiction author, check out the Nonfiction Authors Association. That's a great place to join where you have access to a community. If you are a business owner, look at entrepreneurial conferences that are that 
connect with the type of business that you run or want to run. So there's a lot of different ways that you can get out and connect with people. I have personally formed some of my deepest professional connections through conferences, some that have turned into lifelong friendships, business partners, collaborators, all kinds of things. Conferences are powerful. Associations are powerful. Also, contribute to other platforms. So pitch and write guest posts for other platforms. This is going to help you build your audience. If you're not seeing something that fits what you're wanting, could you start your own group? You can build an association, a conference, or a mastermind to form those relationships and and not have to go this journey alone, whether you are journeying as an author or whether you're journeying as a business owner or developing a thought leadership platform. Connection is so powerful. And step nine, our last step, is to keep it consistent. Okay, so I talked about consistency and content. This is consistency in a broader sense. So consistency of vision and goals. This means that you're committed to that vision that you've set, the goals that you've set for yourself, but you also check in quarterly or annually to just ensure that nothing has shifted and to make adjustments if they have. You are connected and committed and aligned with your core message. And if you find yourself moving away from that, then you check in and you revise it if you need to. You are consistent with your story. You keep it updated. So a website, a LinkedIn profile, etc., etc. Those are not set it and forget it, right? You actually have to check in with them and update them about every three to six months. And then there are going to be times or there will be a point, I should say, when you want to revamp it completely. So consistently checking in and consistently updating it. Your website, I said this already, but I'm going to say it again. This is also not a set it and forget it. Your website needs to be fresh. You need to be regularly checking in and it needs to have new content being published. Again, this does not have to happen immediately, but it needs to be something that develops and then stays consistent. Your online presence as a whole, your headshots should stay up to date. Your social media accounts should stay active. And again, you need to be updating that LinkedIn profile alongside your website. And then finally, consistency in speaking. So that means that you are getting out there, you're sharing what you know, and you're influencing audiences. Speaking is a wonderful way to build your expert positioning, to really show up as an expert in your field, and to build that audience. Okay, I hope this was an incredibly useful and practical episode. I know there's a lot to an author platform, and I walked through nine steps, but just remember, just like what I just shared with you, only two pieces of mine, of my recent journey in developing my platform, it takes time. It took me months to go through the visual rebrand, to go through the website redesign. As I record this, as I mentioned, I'm still working on it. I have a lot of different pieces that need updated across my whole ecosystem. So I don't want you to listen to this and just panic thinking, oh my gosh, I have so much to do. No, take what I've given you, download that guide at stacyennis.com platform. Use that to build out a project. I like to use Asana and give yourself deadlines for each. Build out a practical plan to create your platform and grow your influence, your impact, and your income. Thank you so much for joining me this week. I appreciate your time and I'll look forward to being back 
in your ears before you know it. This podcast is produced by me, Stacey Ennis. Special thanks to Daniel Alexander for sound editing and Katherine Fishman for project support. These two make the show possible, and I'm grateful. You can always access show notes, including any links mentioned in this episode, at stacyennis.com slash podcast. And you can connect with me at stacyennis.com, on Instagram at Stacy Ennis, or on Facebook at Stacy Ennis Creative. Thank you so much for joining me this week. Here's to building lives that are beyond better.